Rabir is a passionate, driven entrepreneur and an ex-professional snowboarder. There is nothing that Rabir does by halves, and he is now heavily involved in the media and technology industry, advising companies and CEOs both here and in Silicon Valley. You have to think about what the smartest next move is, either for your business or with your staffing or with your money or with any of that stuff. So. I don't give up things I'm passionate about, and I think you don't you don't get into them if you're not passionate about it. So I think it's easy to give up something if you don't really care about it. In 2006, Roy Beer founded Frontside, which in February 2018 joined forces with Saatchi and Saatchi. He is the youngest ever board member of the New Zealand Tech Industry Association, and is the founder of the New Zealand Entrepreneurs Festival. Roy Beer has now partnered with Spark Lab and launched the year. The Success Initiative, which aims to help educate and inspire 800,000 New Zealand students. I hope you enjoyed this interview as much as I did. Hi, Rabia. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Thank you for inviting me. I'm, I'm very honoured to be on、um, the groundbreaking podcast. Can you please tell us a little bit about yourself and where did you grow up? Sure. I grew up in on a farm in Dargaville, up north, until I was four. And then Fiji. I lived over over in Fiji in the hot, the hot sunny world of Fiji till I was nine, and then I moved back to Christchurch, and I grew up in a place called Aranui, Christchurch, until I finished high school. How did you first get interested in business? Did you ever have an interest at school? Yeah. So my first business was when I was five years old. I had a business when I was five, and I had a,、um, a someone in my class would make these paper boats. And then I would sell the paper boats for about five cents each. And then after I sold ten of them, I got fifty cents. And then I could go down to the tuck shop and get an ice cream.、And、so it was my first one of my first businesses. And then it, I, I had another business when I was maybe nine, about your age. And I'd go down to the the golf course and I would go jump in the the lake at night time when no one was there, and I'd steal all the golf balls. And then I'd come back the next day, and then I'd sell the golf balls, and I'd sell. Them for fifty cents each, or if it was a、uh, a Titleist Pro V1, I would sell those for one dollar. So they were the premium ones. So I had like a premium product and then a standard product. I did that when I was about nine. Have you always been driven and passionate? Yes. Oh, I always. I think everyone is.、Um, everyone has passions around different things. I think in business, when you can have a passion about something, and then you can also. Be driven to go for that. That's when I think it becomes.、Uh, that's when you kind of win. Because I think you know when there's a lot of people doing it, you need to be passionate about what you do. And then when you are really passionate about it and you have the drive, that's when you'll work hard hours. Then it's when you really put your energy into it. So I think it's you need a combination of passion and drive to be successful. Why do you think more people don't take the leap and start their own business? The reality is, a lot of people don't because they're too scared.、Um, they're scared of what others might think of them. They're scared of if they fail. They're scared of what will happen if they if it doesn't go exactly right. Sometimes they'd be scared if it goes too good. So I think there's always fear. People get scared, but at the same time, I think one of the be- the best opportunities is you know if you try it and it doesn't work, you just get to find out really quickly. What you shouldn't do for next time, so you can actually learn. So, what was your first business, and do you have any advice on that? Yeah, so I think for me, every business that I've started has always been around 
things I'm passionate about. I always want to do stuff that I enjoy because there's a lot of people who don't enjoy what they do for work. And I think that that's really sad. I like it when everyone enjoys what they're doing and they're really passionate about it. So my advice would be find out where you enjoy spending your time and then figure out a business from there. So where did you go from there? After my first business, I, I stayed really in a similar lane. So I really enjoyed um, videos and photos mm-hmm. and uh, content and media stuff. And I was really fortunate that when I started my uh, first sort of media business, then YouTube came along. And what year were you born? 2009. YouTube came in 2007. So you don't know what it was like before that. Basically, there was a life before YouTube. And before YouTube, there wasn't anywhere where you could watch videos, which is crazy. I know, but that was that was what happened, not, not online anyway. So I was very lucky that technology came along and the internet came along at a, at a, at a good way to be able to help, help the businesses. So I basically was able to use uh, the internet and technology to make my business uh, more successful. You sold Colab Inset and partnered with Saatchi and Saatchi <laughs> on front side. What made you make that change? That's a really good question. So for me, for the, the, the media business, is I wanted to learn a lot about how big, like I know how small businesses work. Like I had a very small business. I wanted to know what it was like to see a really, really big business and not many people um, get that opportunity. So when the opportunity arose for me to be able to do that for my, my media company, so this business here that we're sitting in with the, the cameras and all the electronics and the cool stuff, I got an opportunity to be able to understand how uh, media and content works at a around the world, not just for New Zealand. So I've been able to learn a lot. So for me, it was around um, learning and also around um, partnering with someone that can do all the stuff that I'm not really good at. And I think that's one of the biggest success uh, keys to success in business is knowing if you're really good at one thing and you're really bad at another, try and figure out how you can have partners to help those there as well. Entrepreneurs take risks. How do you approach taking risks? Entrepreneurs do take risks. And I think risks are always very, it's different for every person, you know, like what, I think of risk is probably different to what most people think of risk because say when I was um, a professional snowboarder, I used to, you know, jump off cliffs and, you know, do crazy tricks and big ears and all that stuff. Well, if I was taking risk and snowboarding, if it didn't go well, I would crash and I would, I could hurt myself, you know? So I didn't want to do that anymore like that. So I think the risk for me in business is different because you can still go home and you don't, your body's going to be, safe and secure and you don't need to really stress about it so I think risk is always always a bit different so now for me I think business is very easy because it's not the same type of risk as when you're you know doing big crazy snowball tricks you have started lots of businesses and did you ever feel like giving up probably not giving up because I always like to keep creating and I think entrepreneurs always do but there has been times where you have to think about Um, what the smartest next move is either for your business or with your staffing or with your money or with any of that stuff so I don't give up things I'm passionate about and I think you don't you don't get into them if you're not passionate about it so I think it's easy to give up from something if you don't really care about it but I've been very lucky enough to care about everything that I've been able to do. 
What would you say are the key elements of starting a successful business? I think the biggest one is making sure that whatever the idea is, you want to know that people would want to buy it or people would need that service. You know, at the end of the day, you know, you've got your, your lawn mowing business, get mowed. Well, what happens if I live in the city and I don't have a, a big lawn? Then I don't need your service. But if you live out in a place where there's lots of lawns, it, that means a lot of people will need your service. So I think one of the first, I guess, biggest ones, uh, lessons to learn, is making sure that whatever your product is for your business, it actually, people need it. So always ask the question, you know, do other people need my product or service? And then how many people? And then it, it's a good starting point because a lot of times people just start it without actually thinking. So I think that's probably one of the biggest uh, things I would say. What was one of the biggest pieces of advice you have been given? For me, it was, I guess, two things. One is playing the long game. And what I mean by that is, you know, you're only nine years old, but you're going to want to play, you're going to want to do business, I'm imagining, until you're 100. So you're going to be in business for, let's say, 90 more years. And a lot of people don't make decisions today thinking about what happens in the next 90 years. A lot of people make decisions based on what's happening maybe in the next 90 days. And in successful businesses, successful businesses are always about relationships with people. And I think you need to understand that if you want good friendships or good relationships, you need to do that over the, the long period. That's probably the main one, I'd say. And the second one is just understanding uh, understanding people. Because at the end of the day, what whatever business you do, you want to be able to like the other person or, or help them with their stuff as well. What could young entrepreneurs do to help themselves? I think what you're doing is really good because what you're doing is you are going out and trying to talk to a lot of different people about business and you're trying to understand and get learnings so you can learn stuff that helps your business. So I think the biggest thing that young people can do is try to be around smarter people or older people because sometimes they can be older, but maybe they're not smarter. Maybe they've just done stuff and they've learned a lot. So I think um, being able to listen to older people and see their experiences, because, you know, if someone gives you a tip to help you in your business, I think that's, that's a good thing. So the more you learn from others, the more that can save you down the road. What are the top three qualities that an investor admires in an entrepreneur? Well, I think when investors or partners look into want to want to invest in businesses, they'll look at the business, but what they're really looking at is the founder or the the business owner. So, you know, if you if you wanted um, money for your business, the reality is I would be making probably more of a call of if I'd invest if I liked you and if I knew that you were going to do work good and I knew that you would work hard and I knew that you were going to have the drive and the passion. And so I think the biggest thing is actually the brands or the, the investors are trying to see if they like the, the person. I think the person is the most important thing. It's the people that matter. I bet you have seen a lot of business pitches. Where have you seen it go well and where have you seen it fail? Yeah, I have. So uh, what usually happens when people go to try and pitch for money or investment is they usually don't clearly articulate 
or they, they don't make it really clear what the business does and how it makes money. So that was the first one. And then the second one would be they don't, um, they don't explain where the money will come from and how they'll grow the money. So the simple thing is, you know, have a really simple and easy idea like, you know, you know, with get mode, you, you will mow someone's lawn for $30 an hour. That's a simple, easy thing to understand. So I think when you make it really easy for other people to understand, that's, that's good. And then when you understand where you'll make your money from, that's also really good. When should an entrepreneur say no to an investor? Oh, good call. So I think, in my opinion, an entrepreneur should say no to an investor if they don't trust them. Because if in business, you need to trust who you're working with. And if you don't have trust, uh, you won't do very well. So you need to trust trust the person or trust the investor. Because the investor is going to be helping you on your journey. And if you can't trust them, it's not a very good thing. You are at the coal face of content technology and innovation what is your best advice to business out there i think that the best advice for businesses out there is really embracing technology but doing so using technology in really smart ways really fast so i think there's a lot of um things right now which could help a lot of businesses but aren't using the technology when they could or when they should. So so I, my advice would be to try to think about where technology could help your business today. And a lot of people don't do that. If you could go back in time, what advice would you give yourself? I think I would have told myself, like how old you think if I was like, what, 10, 15? What do you reckon? 10, 15. Okay. So if I was 10 or 15, I would tell myself that I would say, trust your gut earlier and then try and get around smarter people faster because I think a lot of the time if you don't hang out with smart people if you're not trying to learn if you're not trying to you know go on YouTube and figure out what's going on or what the next thing is I think it's a you'll always do better in life when you know more than the others okay final question for me okay if you could snowboard on any mountain where would what would it be and why well I was very lucky that I could snowboard pretty much everywhere. So almost everywhere I wanted to go in the world, I've been to, which has been good. But if there's one place right now which I would like to go to, it would be to Japan. And I'd like to go to the top. I've been to the Middle Island and I've done a lot of snowboarding there, but I haven't been to the top part of Japan. So I would like to go to a place called Niseko, which is all the way up in the north, way up north, like at the top, top, top of Japan. And I think it would be pretty fun to be able to snowboard snowboard at that at that place. And I think maybe next year I might be able to do it. Thank you so much for joining us this week. I appreciate it. You have reached the end of another episode of Groundbreaking. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or through your favorite podcast service. Until next time, stay awesome and share the love.